This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Patriots fans, Foxborough friends, we welcome you to the latest and, as always, greatest edition of the Six Rings and Football Things podcast, a presentation of WEEI, Odyssey, and 2400 Sports. We got the triumphant trio, the band of misfits. That's right. We've got the Troll Patrol, the Fraud Squad, and the DVOA holes in the house for the bi-week rundown. The bye week could not have arrived at a better time for your New England Patriots because there's work to do all over the ball on both sides, but especially on offense. As Bill Belichick said today at his media availability, the players have the day off. The coaches were in the building. Quote, we've got some work to do. Hi, everybody. Your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens here with Andy Hart and primetime himself, Chris Scheim. And gentlemen, I think, uh, as I said, the bye couldn't have arrived at a better time. For two reasons. Number one, there are a lot of people on this roster that have been injured and banged up on both sides, particularly in the trenches. This will give them time to heal up, finish healing up, rest up, and get ready for one hell of a second half of the season with those four primetime games in a row that is going to be an absolute backyard grizzly. And then we've also got the work that Bill Belichick and the coaching staff needs to do. And this is where we begin fixing a broken offense and a quarterback that I think we all agree can look a little lost at times is not getting it done. The Patriots in the lower third of the NFL and just about every offensive statistical, save for anything associated to Ramondre Stevenson, who is having a dynamite year. I know it's tried. It's true. If not even a little overcovered fellas, but we got to get back to the Mac blabber, if you will, the <laughs> Mac Jones opinion war that rages on in Patriots nation. We've had a chance to take a look at your all 22s, the all 22 crew, as MFM calls them on WEEI. We've seen a little snippets and breakdowns. We've seen who was open and who wasn't, where he should have gone and what he decided to do. Belichick is saying that he's making good decisions. Shime got called out and completely just thrown under a moving bus on the highway by Greg Hill the other day to Patriots coach Bill Belichick on this same front. So I applaud you having the stones to survive that and stick to your conviction chime i gotta tell you bill was a little a lot less dismissive of it than i expected him to be like he almost kind of chuckled about it like it was like a joke to him and and i found it i, I thought it was great like some of the answers he's given courtney i have literally like shuddered like oh that that hurts but like this one to me didn't feel that way um and it was kind of funny the way he said well shime has his opinions and <laughs> 
<laughs> and clearly they don't matter to Bill and they should have mattered by Bill. name by Bill Belichick. I mean, that yeah, was, that it's, was it's awesome. But at the same time, like, what the hell's he going to do? He pulled the kid against Chicago. And, and since then, he's been trying to make amends, at least in the media, and, and do nothing but praise the kid and, and, and talk well about him. So he's not going to start saying crap about him now. It's not going to change. So, I, you know, regardless of how Belichick, Belichick actually feels about it, he was never going to tell you the truth. Yeah, I think uh, I have my hood on for a reason. This is uh, the bye week, and I, to me, it's all the bye week is completely about Bill Belichick, like mm -hmm. completely about the hoodie, mm -hmm. fixing what he, in many ways, effed the f up. And like you joke about, he he's commenting on Max decision making. Who's commenting on Bill's decision making? Remember those decisions we all questioned at the time when he said, "Hey, Matt Patricia, good coach, good coach. You know, Joe Judge, good coach, good coach." Um, we all predicted we'd be here, that we'd be midseason questioning what the hell is going on with the offense. The one thing I didn't foresee, I saw the regression. Our own Christian Fourier, friend of the Six Rings postgame show, WEEI's <clears throat> own resident tight end who's trying to prove he can still catch the ball better than Wiggy. He and said a possible NFL future head coach, depending on if, if Jeff Saturday doesn't pan out with the Colts. <laughs> sure. But he said regression. And, and I think that was a talking point in the summer. I yep. didn't know breaking. I didn't know breaking Mac Jones was a possibility. And I believe Mac Jones has been broken over the first course oh, of the wow. season by Bill Belichick and his decisions. Now it's up to Bill Belichick to put Humpty Dumpty back together again and get Mac Jones back to whatever the best case scenario is for the final eight games of this season. Like, I don't even know what that is, whether that's as good as he was a year ago, just better than he's been lately. But Bill, you said we could blame you. And believe me, I'm blaming you for where Mac Jones is right now. You have two months to figure out how to get him back to at least average, acceptable NFL quarterback play. Okay, so I want to I want to read from you a quote from or a tweet um, uh, from Dan Orlovsky uh, just oh, recently. This, this well, you say, oh, this guy. Actually, I like his breakdowns. I, I like love his Dan, analysis. but his it, Mac, he feels he feels it, we, it, you can read the quote, but he feels um, uh, what's smart. The word? No, uh, biased on this on this situation. It Do, feels in, in feels which like direction? In which direction? In Max, in Max oh, favor. What is the bias? I don't know. I, I'm just saying it feels Are they related? very. No, I'm just, like I'm just saying that it like, feels like he has some kind of relationship, whether he sees a lot of himself in Mac Jones or he or the Mac Jones's well, camp he has some association with. He is a I quarterback, so there's yeah. there is definitely a fraternity there. Unless yes. somebody is just going out and doing something just god awful, abysmal, or embarrassing to the sport, the position, etc., then I can imagine the fraternity's job is to kind of like defend your brethren until you figure out what's going on. And he probably feels badly for him. I think there's definite positional um, sympathy going on right now. And so that's why he wrote down, it was about a day ago from when we record this, Monday following the uh, 26 to 3 victory. Uh, that drove, like we mentioned earlier, Frank Reich from his job. Uh, you know, we'll see if the Colts hang a banner at finalist banner field over it. Um, um, Mac Jones, not a great day. 20 of 30, 143 yards and a touchdown. Patriots win in spite of it, mostly because Sam Ellinger was awful, awful in that game. So bad. So bad. Uh, good luck, Jeff, Saturday. Uh, Orlovsky's quote, uh, if anyone tells you it's Mac Jones's issue in New England, they're out of their freaking minds. This offense has completely regressed this player, and it's awful. Like that's a like, that's a strong take. 
I would first like to address the poor grammatical use of the uh, possessive apostrophe. It is, in fact, Mac Jones's issue because he's a part of the team and it is the team's issue. Therefore, it is possessed to Mac Jones. However, mm-hmm. I do agree in the sense that it's this problem with the Thank offense. Thank you, strong is, and white, by the way. <laughs> this problem with the offense is not entirely Mac Jones. As much as I rail on Mac Jones and I say he's bad all the time because I still think he is, I don't think he's all that good. Uh, this problem, not all his, not even close. We're, if we're doing a good old uh, Gresham Keith style blame pie, mm, he's probably okay. getting about 25% of the pie um, in, in my estimation. 25% percent of the pie seemed like – that's the kind of slice where, you know, like if 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 you're in a group of guys watching football, if we're hanging out um, and you're not sure if everyone's going to get two pieces of pizza and somebody goes right to that box of pizza, sees that there's only one buffalo chicken and aggressively takes two or three slices, you're like, what the hell, Ted, from accounting? <laughs> like, don't you realize, like, everyone may want to get a shot at the buffalo chicken. There's only one and somebody takes a couple slices. That would normally seem aggressive, but I think actually in this particular case, uh, corporate pizza analogy, notwithstanding Shime, I think that's very fair because it does have to fall. Like he still can find, he can call some audibles or so we think he is allowed to, but who knows? Um, the play calling has been so bad. How bad's it been Fitz? It's been so bad recently that uh, players are diagnosing it and it just has happened two weeks in a row. Both uh, Shaquille Leonard, formerly known as Darius on the Colts this past Sunday and the previous week, uh, linebacker for CJ the Mosley. Uh, CJ Mosley was also calling out plays before they were snapped, reading formations, gauging tendencies. Like they're so pedestrian and predictable now. As much as I've tried to defend or at least see the value and benefit of some of Patricia's play calling in game, at this point now, it is. Uh, I want to say it's more than 75%. Who that 75% is, Andy, whether you say it now, Belichick's 25 of that, Judge is 10. Patricia's 40%, whatever, that's fine. 25 to Mac tops, the rest easily Belichick and Patricia. And it's bad. Here's the problem. It's falling on everyone. It's hurting everyone else. The run game, the pass, the tight ends are an afterthought. Kendrick Bourne's lucky that he sees a couple of targets. And Nelson Aguilar, where where's he? And the block and the and the and the blocking schemes are are garbage. And I know the offensive line is hurt, but like it's a friggin' mess. Well, that's why I go back to Belichick because almost everything you mentioned is is touch tied into Bel like bad play calls, especially early in game. Those are scripted. I know we all want to say, what the hell was that Ramondre run for minus two to start? Well, that was scripted, so those are a big part of that. That's during the week. That's game planning. The offensive line, frequent listeners to the Six Rings podcast know some of us called it a house of cards somewhere around March. It was obvious. Yes, they did. You mm-hmm. chose to move on from Shaq Mason. You chose to take Cole Strange. Like you chose to do certain things. This and that's Belichick. That's you chose to put Matt Patricia as your primary offensive coach. Oh, and by the way, ask him to coach the offensive line, which is a bit of a debacle. Like it all goes back to Bill, whatever big old chunk of pie you want. Like that's three or four slices of buffalo chicken that he took in the offseason. Yeah, it's it's a it, it's a shame enti- entirely. And the Mac defenders have been taking a lot of guff, I've noticed, on the air, in print online as well and i think people kind of need to take these next two weeks not to say not to begin the mac jones appreciation rally if you will but to sort of just back off on him and not focus on the quarterback mac versus zappy zappy hour mac attack just focus on what's legitimately 
uh, uh, like at, at stake here and, and what is, what's messed up. And it's the fact that the thing I've been, that's, I've been bothered by the most. And, uh, I made mention online, Andy, we talked about it for a while Sunday on the post game show following the Colts game. Why in the world are there so many play when you know, Mac Jones is now like he is, he is the spinning beach ball that you get on a Macintosh when the, when there's too many modern, too many tasks being performed and the, the CPU just can't handle everything you're asking it to do. He's like in the fan turns on, like he's thinking too much now. Like they've, they, the whole thing, it's been simplified. We've streamlined the offense. No, you have overcomplicated matters. He's thinking, not playing. He's not seeing the matrix. It's not fluid and simple. The game is not slowing down. It's speeding up for him. And so help me God, if on more of these play calls, when you know he's good in tempo, Shime, he has looked all, always has looked very good in no huddle and tempo offense. You're not calling enough RPOs. He's sitting back there in a collapsing pocket, otherwise known as Andy Hart's house of cards, waiting for something to open up downfield. You don't have the talent. You don't have the healthy offense, and you don't have the right play calls. What the what are they he's, doing? He's he's stuck in, in the way I've kind of uh, tried to explain it is like when he drops back in the pocket, he looks like he's staring into an abyss. It doesn't look like he's looking through progressions and he's looking for his open receivers. It feels like he is staring into an absolute abyss because normally when, when someone's moving forward, especially in a sport like within soccer or with a football, your vision is tunneled, right? You, you have a very small amount of uh, field of vision. As a quarterback, one of the things you need to overcome is widening that vision, having a better spatial awareness and a better sense of the field. And right now, Mac Jones has gone from this, which was pretty good, like to this. And it is mm -hmm. like a horse with blinders on, and he is it, – it's struggling. And again, I, 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 I think – does he deserve some of the blame? Sure, because there are things that he can do to work on it and get better at it. But at the same time, it, this is not all on him. The offensive line is creating – a chaos issue for him that is closing those blinders down. The play calling is not helping. He, it, for whatever reason, what he knows how to do does not jive with what they want to call or what they want to call just flat out sucks. I can't really tell. It, it might be a combination of the two. Um, but those two things also go into how badly he's played. And it's just, and, it, and, and again, like I, I rag on Mac every opportunity I can because I just I, I I can't stand people like Greg Hill who just have like give shoot zero evidence at me but will just like die on a Mac Jones Hill at this point and and those people piss me off and I, that's probably why I go so hard against Mac but like this is not all his fault this offense as a whole as a unit is just in shambles. I thought you were going to say stinks so badly it smells. I thought you were going to go like vintage throwback shine on that, <laughs> uh, and uh, which I always am here for. And Andy, um, I watched a breakdown earlier. I'm not sure if it was uh, Chatham, Baldinger, Taylor Kyles, whomever, whatever. Lou's favorite person, Taylor Kyles. Um, <laughs> and it was basically this play that developed re re with reasonably quick. And he stared down Ramondre the entire time as he like went out oh, like – past the line and curled to max left. Meanwhile, as he just sort of stares him down and the rest of the Colts offense figures out, Oh, this is who he's going to throw to. And they shift this way. Like Myers and Bourne both curl, right. And they're both standing there wide open, like, hi, hello. I could like the football now. But Mac was just like, 
I, I, this, I have to do this. Now, I'm not sure if he's being told that or if that's what he wanted to do. Again, which just points to like the mental panic. And I think one of the sharpest things you've said in a while, Andy, was this team has no idea how to call plays for Mac Jones. Yeah, and and I think he answered that question post game when he called it a false reality of the still photos and the the replays. Mm-hmm. He is looking where he is coached to look. His eyes and his progressions begin where they tell him to begin, and by they, probably Matt Patricia with a little judge and Belichick sprinkled in. And I think that was him kind of saying, don't blame me. It's these rest of these a-holes that are telling me what to do. (laughs) Um, Because he's been consistent with that. Like, I go back to, you know, you follow rules or people die. Mac follows rules or the offense. Like, he only, he is not an ad-libber. Like, he didn't come up through high school and college football just, like, winging it. Like, I'm an athlete and I'm, no, no, no. He said it the other day when I asked him. You, you take a profit so you don't go broke. I've been told that since Coach Lance told me that. Hit the hit the running back in the flat. Take the five yards on a wing T offense. And he's taken that to Alabama. Like, he's trusted his coaching and what they tell him to do. And I think he's still doing that to some degree. And he's telling you, well, when it doesn't look good, even early in the year, remember when he said change of philosophy, different philosophy with 50-50 balls, giving guys shots down the field. I don't think that's how Mac likes to do it. I don't think that's how Josh McDaniels likes to do it. We talked a little bit about that at that time. Now it's this false reality. Yeah, is there a guy open over there? That may be great, but Matt Patricia told me this play was designed for you to look over here because this guy over here is going to be open. Don't worry about it. And it's not working that way. So again, I feel like I'm becoming this weird Mac Jones apologist when I don't even really love Mac Jones, but the, the, the narrative of how much he sucks and certainly the execution sucks right now, but I would go back to our blame pie, like 25. He's not throwing the ball. Well, I'll say that, but I think he is so effing uncomfortable. It like it's crashing down on him. It's exacerbated the issue. Yes. And I would say, was that a combination of exacerbate and disaster? Yeah. He he may have muffled that a little. (laughs) Oh, Um, I got it. No, I actually, I actually like, I like exacerbate. We, we, um, we look at this as like a present issue. This is the Mac I've seen since July 28th or whatever that day was when right. we were talking about high school offenses and he's scrambling and he's tucking the ball and he's uncomfortable. Like he's been doing this for August, September, October. That wears on you and that leaves a mark. He is now a beaten dog. He is broken. I think too, Andy, like you and I had talked about this a lot at the beginning of the season and kind of argued about what they were doing with the play calling to start the season and how you were, you were, I w- I'll use the word adamant in that they were really trying to see if they could get Mac Jones on that level of competing with guys like Josh Allen and stuff with a downfield passing attack. And I've, I've, to your credit, I've started to buy into that a lot more. But I yes. also think that because of that, uh-huh. right, right now you're seeing a, um, like a, a, tr- a downtrend in passing across the league. And that's because a lot of teams, as I mentioned earlier, they're condensing space. They're not giving you big plays. They're not letting you get over the top. They're making you play down. So now this new Patriots offense is a year or two behind the big play offenses. And so now they're trying to get into big plays when defenses have already caught up. And so now all that space is condensed down. And so Mac Jones is now doing something he's uncomfortable doing 
in, in, in scenarios that are extremely difficult to do because defenses are already prepared to stop it now. Like, this would have been good his rookie, like last year, getting into that big play idea and starting to get him into that then. Because now this year would have been, okay, space is condensed. Let's do what Mac Jones does best and play in condensed space. And instead, they insist on trying to be like a big play offense when big play offenses aren't existing right now in football. Right now in football, you're seeing teams that can run the football effectively and matriculate their way down the fields being teams with success. I mean, look at the Seattle Seahawks. That's what they're building off of right now. It's run the football, don't turn it over. Instead of attacking down the field, even Josh Allen has had to adapt this year. You start from week one. Mm -hmm. It was 20, it was like, you know, 14, 15 play drives instead of these three, four, five shot plays that eventually just get you down the field. And so I, I think it's just this combination of, the way the NFL has shifted, normally Belichick very much ahead of the curve, this time a year or two behind the curve, and then it is punishing his quarterback. Wow, there either must be something in the water, or maybe the bye week is giving all of us a chance to step back and assess things from the proverbial 10,000-foot view or just relax and gain some perspective because I think everyone in here has valid points, and we're all kind of agreeing, which is dangerous on the six rings podcast gentlemen good job in segment number one of course if you would like to follow and get all the information analysis and more from the six rings podcast it's at six rings pod on instagram and twitter and of course you can follow the boys at jumbo heart at shime time and at fitzy gfy and hey do us a favor rate review subscribe tell your friends we got a growing patriots community full of very knowledgeable knuckleheads who enjoy opinionating analyzing and arguing with and for you 24-7, 365.